Section 46 of Micrographia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Micrographia by Robert Hooke. Observation 41 of the eggs of silkworms and other insects. The eggs of silkworms, one of which I have described in the second figure of the twenty-fifth scheme, afford a pretty object for a microscope that magnifies very much, especially if it be bright weather and the light of a window be cast or collected on it by a deep convex glass or water-ball. For then the whole surface of the shell may be perceived, all covered over with exceeding small pits or cavities, with interposed edges, almost in the manner of the surface of a poppy-seed but that these holes are not in hundredth parts scarce of their bigness, the shell, when the young ones were hatched, which I found an easy thing to do if the eggs were kept in a warm place, appeared no thicker in proportion to its bulk than that of an hen's or goose's egg is to its bulk, and all the shell appeared very white, which seemed to proceed from its transparency, whence all those pittings did almost vanish, so that they could not, without much difficulty, be discerned, the inside of the shell seemed to be lined also, with a kind of thin film, not unlike, keeping the proportion to its shell, that with which the shell of an hen-egg is lined, and the shell itself seemed like common egg-shells, very brittle and cracked. In divers others of these eggs I could plainly enough, through the shell, perceive the small insect lie coyly round the edges of the shell. The shape of the egg itself the figure pretty well represents, though by default of the graver it does not appear so rounded and lying above the paper, as it were, as it ought to do. That is, it was for the most part pretty oval endways, somewhat like an egg, but the other way it was a little flatted on two opposite sides. Divers of these eggs, as is common to most others, I found to be barren or addle, for they never afforded any young ones, and those I usually found much whiter than the other that were prolific. The eggs of other kinds of oviparous insects I have found to be perfectly round every way, like so many globules of this sort I have observed some sorts of spiders' eggs, and chancing the last summer to enclose a very large and curiously painted butterfly in a box, Intending to examine its gaudery with my microscope, I found within a day or two after I enclosed her almost all the inner surface of the box covered over with an infinite of exactly round eggs, which were stuck very fast to the sides of it, and in so exactly regular and close an order, that made me call to mind my hypothesis which I had formerly thought on for the making out of all the regular figures of salt, which I have elsewhere hinted for here I found all of them ranged into a most exact triagonal order, much after the manner as the hemispheres are placed on the eye of a fly, all which eggs I found after a little time to be hatched, and out of them to come a multitude of small worms very much resembling young silkworms, leaving all their thin hollow shells behind them, sticking on the box in their triagonal posture. These I found with the microscope to have much such a substance as the silkworm's eggs but could not perceive them pitted. And indeed there is as great a variety in the shape of the eggs of oviparous insects as among those of birds. Of these eggs a large and lusty fly will at one time lay near four or five hundred, so that the increase of these kind of insects must needs be very prodigious, were they not preyed on by multitudes of birds and destroyed by frosts and rains. Hence tis those hotter climates between the tropics are infested with such multitudes of locusts, and such other vermin. 
End of section 46. Recording by Philip Gould.